Ebenezer Scrooge, it was written of him, that there was no wintry wind more bitter than he. We know that Scrooge was a Scrooge, that he was hateful, that he was mean, that he was a penny pincher to the extreme, that he was happy to let Bob Cratchit suffer in a cold room just so he didn't have to spend another farthing on coal. He didn't wish anyone a Merry Christmas because there wasn't anything merry in his soul. What Dickens does in his story of Ebenezer Scrooge is he paints a picture of a man who had missed out on everything that love could deliver. Here's a man who had a chance at love, but his love for money or for things chased away the soul-satisfying love that he could have had and that he could have known. Now, Scrooge is a metaphor for so many, even in the room today, who walk through life with an emptiness in their heart. They walk through life, and look, we're not like Scrooge because we cover it better than he did. He had gotten to the point where he just wasn't going to cover it at all. But we cover it better. We walk into the room and we'll say Merry Christmas and we'll walk into the room and we'll have smiles and cheer. We'll go through the motions, but when we're left to ourselves, there's an emptiness. Now we try to fill the emptiness with uh, so many different things. Even this season becomes one of those panaceas that we hope will fill the emptiness in our heart. We're like Scrooge, even if we peel back the layers and look into our heart, we're like Scrooge in that we have a listless, joyless, loveless life. But today, what we celebrate, again, what we celebrate, not with the sounds and the smells, last night Edie was Uh, cooking in the kitchen while I was trying to get to sleep. And it wasn't the noise that kept me awake. It was that beautiful smell. Oh, my soul in sad exile. It woke me up and my stomach started growling. You know what I'm talking about. It is awesome when uh, the sights and the sounds of this season erupt on our senses. It's, It's an awesome experience. But when we take away the sights and the sounds, what we celebrate, the core of what we celebrate is that Jesus, who is God, was born as man, fully God, fully man, so that he might deliver to you and to me the joy of a soul-satisfying love. We come here today and we may ask ourselves, I feel so alone. Now, we come here today and we may ask ourselves, why doesn't anyone want me? 
We come here today and maybe we say, my life really has no purpose. When we come here today and we say, I've done such bad things. How can there be any hope? And to us, God says that when you live in the land of the shadow of death and when you dwell in the land of darkness, he has delivered a promise unto us, the prophet Isaiah said about Jesus, unto us. A son is born. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will rest upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. We've looked at these titles over the last several weeks. Today I want us to lean into the title Everlasting Father. See, that's a unique title given to a king. Kings would be called the the sons of the Almighty. They would be called the servants of the Lord. But nowhere else do we find in Scripture a king promised who would be called Everlasting Father. Because Jesus is unique. Unlike any other king ever born, Jesus is unique. For in him, the fullness of the Godhead resides. He is fully God. He is fully man. And he didn't come just for his own uh, slaps and happies. He didn't come just so that he might uh, have stories told about him. He didn't come simply so that we might stand in awe of his greatness. No, Jesus came to be born in Bethlehem, taking on our nature in Bethlehem so that he might die in Jerusalem, so that he might take the death our sin demands upon himself and offer us life everlasting in the embrace of God. Today... Today, we celebrate more than just a season or a tradition. I'm down with traditions. Again, Edie was cooking chocolate-covered peanuts. (laughs) Oh, it's a tradition. I delight in that tradition. This evening and tomorrow, we'll be with our families. We'll open presents, and we'll have a grand time. I love those traditions. But this season isn't merely about the traditions of gathering in a building called a church and singing a few songs and having quaint feelings of nostalgia. No, this this season, this moment is a celebration of the glorious God, our everlasting Father, Jesus Christ, who was born to deliver to you everlasting, soul-satisfying love. And Jesus is the embodiment of the whole in our heart that only his love can fill.
And Jesus is the king of glory. The magnificent maker of majesty. And he has come to give you love. I know this might sound strange that God would be a baby. And that baby would be a father. And that father would be everlasting. It's such a mystery. It's almost hard to wrap our heads around it. But today I encourage you, look to Jesus more than what Ricky Bobby does when he prays to little baby Jesus, his favorite manifestation of Jesus. If you don't know what that is, that's okay. You don't need to know. Thank you. Got a plenty of amens over here. But what makes that scene in the movie so funny is that there's so many of us, we just worship little baby Jesus. We just look to little baby Jesus in a manger, not the grown-up Jesus, not the Jesus who took on the horror of our sin so that we might be delivered. By the way, the birth of Jesus has to be linked to the death of Jesus. For in the birth and the death and even the resurrection of Jesus, the scripture is fulfilled that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, his unique son, so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting life only comes through the love of the Father given to us by the Son, Jesus Christ, applied to our lives by the power of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Today, friends, we celebrate that we have an everlasting Father. An everlasting Father that receives us and welcomes us into his arms. No matter the horror of our own wickedness. An everlasting Father who takes as his own responsibility not just your eternity, but also your blessing from here to eternity. Jesus is the everlasting Father, and if you are leaning on anything else, you're just going to be like Scrooge, bitter to the very end. He and he alone can deliver to you and to me soul-satisfying love. It is soul-satisfying because it is a perfect love. It is a soul-satisfying love because it is a sacrificial love. It is a soul-satisfying love because it's a love without condition or prerequisite. It is a soul-satisfying love because it is the love that makes us whole. It is a soul-satisfying love. And when Jesus talked about God the Father, in many ways he was writing his own biography. When he talks about the Father in Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 through 11, he says, if your child asks for bread, are you going to give him a stone to eat? If your child asks for a fish, are you going to give him 
a poisonous snake to eat. He says, implies, of course you wouldn't. And then he follows it up, verse 10, he says, you then being less than good, he says evil here, but he's talking about you being imperfect, you having sin in your life. As a father, you still want to give good gifts to your sons and daughters. Verse 11. How much more will the everlasting Father give good gifts to those who are part of his family, to his own sons and daughters? If you have by faith turned from your sin and trusted in Jesus, looked to the cross as the sacrifice and payment for your sin, you've turned away from your sin and you've taken hold of the one who died for your sin upon the cross. If you have been transferred by grace through faith into the arms and in the family of God, then make no mistake, Jesus is the key who holds a soul-satisfying love for you every single day. Just before Jesus was crucified, in John chapter 13, he meets with his disciples in the upper room. And as he's meeting with them there, just before he washes their feet, in John 13, 1, it says, and the ones whom he loved who were in the world, he loved to the very end. And friends, that's how Jesus loves you. We sing it all the time as children Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. But are you living it, not just singing it? We sing Christmas carols. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Have you experienced it? Not just sung about it. Have you experienced that life-changing, soul-satisfying love that Jesus offers to you? And we come here today And we may ask ourselves, why do I feel so alone? And Jesus answers, you're not alone. I'm Emmanuel, God with you. And we say to ourselves, nobody wants me. Why doesn't anyone want me? And Jesus, our everlasting Father, says, I came, left the throne room of heaven, was born in a manger in a stable because I want you. I want you now, and I want you everlastingly. And we say to ourselves, my life has no purpose. And Jesus, the everlasting Father, declares to you, I bring you into my family, and I give you my name. And you're no longer a stranger to the covenant 
of promise. But now you're a son. Now you're a daughter of the living God. I am your purpose. And we may say to ourselves, I've done so many bad things. I've been so wicked in my life. And Jesus, the everlasting Father, says, I was bruised for your iniquity. I was wounded for your transgression. By my stripes, you find peace. For I have taken on your wickedness, and I died on a cross to pay the penalty for it. And I've given you my righteousness so that you might live in forgiveness. This is our everlasting Father, Jesus Christ, who loves us and satisfies us with his love. Presence strewn around a room in proximity of a tree. Each one has a name plastered on it. And those gifts have been thought out, prepared, wrapped, and placed specifically for the recipient. And tonight and tomorrow in our house, the wrapping paper will be ripped off. But Emily Catherine won't, wrap, uh, won't tear off the wrapping and open the gift that's meant for Mallory. Nora, one of my granddaughters, she might do that. Each gift prepared by loving hands to bless the recipient specifically and intentionally. And Jesus prepares a gift for you. The gift of himself, the gift of soul-satisfying love. And he's wrapped that gift, not merely in swaddling clothes lying in a manger, not merely wrapped in the sin of the world as he died upon a cross, but also wrapped in the glory of new life, in a resurrection promised to those who belong to him. And he's wrapped himself and he's placed the name of sinners like you and me upon the package. I can't open the package for you, only for myself. 
But God offers you an opportunity to unwrap this gift of soul-satisfying love for yourself today. So tear into Jesus and feast on him and find your life in him and give up your sin for him. Be a changed man, be a changed woman by the power of God's grace through faith in Jesus. Scrooge is a myth. Jesus is real. And he can change your life. Let's pray. Oh God in heaven, we give you praise and glory for your faithful love. And we invite you, oh God, today to take hold our hearts and to soak our soul in the satisfying love that you make available through Jesus Christ, our King. Oh God, for every person here, my prayer is that you might become real to us in a way perhaps we've never known. For anyone who's gathering with us right now, online or in the room, who has yet to repent their sin and place their trust and faith in Jesus, I pray, O God, that by your Spirit you would draw them to yourself even now. That you would give them the courage and the faith to cry out to you and say, Oh God, I'm a sinner and I can't fix myself, but I see Jesus. I need Jesus to be my life. Oh God, will you save me? And right now, oh Father, I pray that your spirit would awaken in the hearts of those today who need you to the grace available through faith in Jesus. God, for us who belong to your family and yet who've neglected so often the Savior who came to bring us the good news of great joy, may our hearts return again to the one and the only one who can satisfy our soul with his love. And may our hearts be glad and sing with the angels. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men.